0: Good morning and welcome everybody. Your list of Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, or 88. Right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is the Breakfast Show. Positively different radio in the morning. And you're with the double L team, Lyle and Lawson. Lawson, welcome to what, what are you thankful for this morning? Oh, I'm
1: just thankful uh that Welcome one- to a new week, by the way. Yeah, new week, Monday morning. Yes. I'm keen. Keen Absolutely. to get it done. Okay, what am I thankful for? Oh man, I have just been so blessed, um, uh, by oh, how do I? So, okay, okay. So this is this is what's up. So I got a call yesterday, being like, "Hey, this Swedish couple, which I know well, um, uh, Melvin and Katya, they need a place to stay, and luckily I had a place for them, and so yeah, they're gonna be staying in my house for a couple weeks. Cool. So they're I awesome. Just- they're like a Bible worker couple." who's been killing it here in, in in Newcastle. And they have a small child as well, Addy and I. And, and yeah, we were just hanging out last night. And so yeah, I've just been, I've been blessed to, to open up my house to them and, and let them stay. So that's that's been super awesome. Fantastic. What are you um, grateful I for? am thankful for Cribbage.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not Cabbage. Cribbage. Cribbage. What a classic. Yeah, it's a game that uh, we play in our family. And it's just great family time. And I made a new Cribbage board the other day. Oh, a and new I really, one I was really pleased with how it came out Cribbage Board um, 3.0 Yep, gave it to one of our friends And it was, um, yeah That's awesome It was, it, it came out good That's so good yeah. Oh, man But it's one of those things that it's in our
1: family It just sort of draws our family together on mm. at times mm. Mate, I remember staying at your place yeah, Eating breakfast that's it. At the table every morning Cribbage Board comes out, way it goes Bam, there you go
0: This is a reminder, you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. Coming up in the news this morning, we're going to be talking about uh, obesity, And while we're on the subject of health, we're going to talk about mental health as well Mm. Um, and what the government is doing about mental health in the uh, wake of the bushfires. We're going to talk about weather because we often talk about weather and weather records being broken. Another Mm. record has just tumbled and crashed and been broken. Um. And yeah, we'll see if we can get to talk about this story about full theological seminary are uh, involved in a bit of a scandal at the moment.
1: So we might get to that one if we've got right. time. <laughs> this is Alison Krauss and the Cox Family with "When No One Stands Alone."
2: I stood in the night
3: with my head bowed low In the darkness as black as the sea And my heart was afraid and I cried
0: Welcome back, everybody. That was Alison Krauss and the Cox family here on Faith FM, the breakfast show on Faith FM. You're with Lyle and Lawson. On Faith FM. And we are
1: about to begin our quiz. Okay. So what have you got for the first clue there, Lawson? Who am I? I, the son of Joash the Abbeazite, saw an angel sit down under an oak tree in Ophrah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, so read that one again.
1: Read just I, you... the son of Joash of Abiezite, saw an angel sit down under an oak tree in Ofra. Um,
4: I'm
0: going to try this one. I don't know how to spell
1: it. No, it's like super incorrect. (laughs) So, 1-800-324-843. Double prizes up for grabs this morning. If you know what this is, you can give us a call and win. She's just thinking Uh,
0: so hard. Puzzling on this one. (laughs) All right. Give us a call right now. If you know the answer. If you do know the answer. Or if you can figure out the answer.
1: (laughs) then uh, there is a prize coming your way. All right. Listen, positively different positively news. Positively different news. Okay, Lyle. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this story that I've got here. Yes. And I'm going to ask you a question, but don't say anything until I ask you this question. Okay. Okay. already said something. Okay. But, well, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> don't speak on your own volition, basically. Okay. I already said something on my oh, own volition. Oh, man. <laughs> We're never going to get started. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go. All right. Go now. Okay, so um a company has created a device that is doing wonders. Check this out. So rather, you know, you know how like we don't really have it much in Australia, but in the states they have garbage disposals. The dis- the garbage disposal, right? Where you press the button and you can just like throw food into the sink and it'll like shred it up and like send it you know, just straight through the plumbing because it won't clog it up. They have that in the States. But we don't have it so much here, but they have it in the States. But am not to say Okay. Anyways, um, a company has created a device that rather than shredding up the food and just sending it straight down into the sewer, it goes into a different compartment where it's stored in a small bin for composting. Okay. So, check this. Keep listening while this is important. So, okay. this is the equivalent. No, no, stop. Okay, so so please stop. I know what you want to say. Just stop. Okay, so as we know, composting is awesome because you know you can you can get your food scraps and chuck it in your garden and give your garden the nutrients to help it grow. Um, but yeah, people are praising this product, saying, "Man, it's so good. We can now now compost um, and all this stuff." But the question that I want to ask you, Lyle, is: Is this mo- the most important? Like, is this the most pointless invention of all time. Yes. Yes, it is. because like, fundamentally. we have compost bins in Australia. It's called a bucket. Like
0: <laughs> It's a bucket that sits under the sink where you throw your food scraps and then you put them in the compost bin. It is so simple. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and the worms and the bugs and the critters that live in your compost bin do all the work for you. Yeah. You don't need a little kind of a machine to yeah. do it. <laughs> there are bugs and they love doing it. They thrive on doing it. Yes. Yes, And your garden loves it. I mean, my compost bin sits right in the middle of my garden and feeds my garden with nutrients, and it just attracts massive amounts of worms. It's the best thing ever. Or you just have a worm farm. I I ran a worm farm for, like, years. It was the best thing ever. You just throw it all in there, and the worms just eat this, do their thing and eat the stuff.
1: Yeah. But, no, apparently some person... Someone's invented a bucket. Uh, they've basically invented a fancy bucket that, mind you, cost 340 <laughs> American dollars. <laughs> I think this is hilarious. I, I'm, I'm doing the best I can. You know, I'm, I'm not like calling the company out, you know. Like, I'm sure that some people are going to go out and get this particular invention. But it doesn't really matter to us because we don't have garbage disposals in Australia, really. Like, we just, you know, where you press the button... And all the sense all the food down the sink. yeah yeah yeah. We yeah, don't yeah. really have no. that stuff. Um, no, we, so we, we
0: we learned a long time ago that all you need is a bucket. Yeah. You don't need <laughs> electric motor and whizzing <laughs> blades and it's all just, those kind of things. You just need a bucket.
1: It's just the most wild thing. I just read this. I was like,
0: we also don't so in a, in, a, in a dry continent like this. Of course, you have to mix water with that to make it work. And so it's you know it uses it's heavy on resources and it produces nothing for the environment.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the whole point. Like, it's with a garbage disposal, you're producing nothing with the environment. So, they've fixed that problem by attaching something that does produce something for the environment. When it's like, you need neither of those things. You could just throw your food scraps in the bin. Like, come on, guys. Um, (laughs) But, yeah. (laughs) Luckily, we don't have to deal with it. Okay. I have... Oh, okay. I have two stories that are just super cute. Hopefully, I can do both of them, but they're just really, really cute because they're about dogs and about awesome stuff that dogs do. The first, the first story I I have um, is about a two-year-old Labrador named Molly, who basically her and her owner go around the beaches in England where they live and collect rubbish together. Okay. Which is just the coolest thing ever. So yep. this Labrador is, which is cute because it's a Labrador. Um, Moll- oh, so the dog
0: goes and collects the rubbish. Yeah, and 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 the owner just puts it in
1: a bag. Yeah, like basically the owner hot like sends the dog out. It'll go pick up a plastic bag, run back and put the put the p- bottle or whatever it's picked up just straight to the plastic bag with its face. That's cool. Which is just the coolest thing ever i'm like that is great that is awesome and so yeah they just they love it that's like they're they you know some people just take their dogs on leisurely strolls they just head out to the beach and just start cleaning the thing up um and it started with like small plastic bags as first but now there's a group of them that go out and they take their you know their large plastic bags and yeah molly's just running around all of them and just you know scoops up plastic with her face and just you know, with her teeth and just dumps it in this bag. I'm like, that is the coolest mm, thing I'm ever. I want to hear trained a dog to do that. Yeah, I about Rommel. Yeah.
0: Nah, he's too easily... Dis- he's too dyslexic. He's too easily distracted.
1: <laughs> Our dog would be, uh, oh, there's a bird. Gone. <laughs> no more dog. Actually, so that's a really cute story from, from the UK. But I have another cute story from the States, which just sounds like peak... Rommel. So, uh, this guy's name is Michael. Rommel is my dog, by the way. Yes. 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 Peak Rommel. Okay. So, Michael Parker, he's, um, you know, he's this dude. He's from um, Alabama. Classic guy. And he has a love, like, his beloved dog named Soup, which is just the Yeah, best okay. This
0: is a redneck story. I can already tell his is a on redneck, redneck story.
1: story. And during, you know. Soup, I love it. That's <laughs> so awesome dog name. And uh, during, you know, they, they head out together during quail season to do some hunting you know to control the the quail population uh-huh. out there as you know it, it you know gets really big anyway they're out hunting and and soup just picked the scent of something and just completely disappeared that just happens ran off into the woods and so like you know the the owner Michael he's like oh man what's going on goes looking for soup and just can't can't find him
0: He's just gone So he's walking around the bush Calling Soup
1: Yeah And Soup's just Disappeared Um To the point where like Then they went You know He went back home And for days after this They're calling the shelter You know Putting up notices And whatnot That hey This dog is like Gone Little did they know That their dog Soup Had run through the woods Out the other side To a petrol station Where it was then like Really confused Because it got Where am I Completely lost Um and was actually picked up by a guard of the Kilby Correctional Facility. Okay. So this guard picks the dog up. Well, it's like, Prison guard? Well, the prison guard sees the dog and it's just by itself and it's got, you know, it lost its collar in the woods. Yep. It's like, okay, there's no identification. Anyways, goes to the dog, feeds it a biscuit and the dog just immediately takes liking to this guard. Um, and follows the guard to the car and the guard says, okay, I guess I'll just take him back to the prison. Because he was just on break, you know, at the petrol station getting some stuff. Comes back to the prison and basically for the next week, the dog was just the king of the prison, basically. Just hanging out with him. So, he took him back and threw him in jail basic well the dog loved it not quite well yes basically took him to jail where it was fed with you know the food of the inmates like roast chicken and roast beef (laughs) is hanging out with all the inmates just getting please
0: don't let me out of prison i want to stay (laughs) here the rest of my life i'm surrounded by fun people eating awesome food
1: eating awesome food getting constant pats and played with and just like having the Best time a dog could ever have. Of course, um, that guard from the Kilby Correctional Facility heard about, you know, that the, the owners were looking for it and contacted the owners. And when, when the owners came, like, as soon as the dog saw Michael um, and his wife, June, they were just like, the dog just freaked out and was like, "Yes, my is a Mac." It was very clear that they <laughs> oh, so were he was the happy to get out of prison. He was happy to get out, but then it was clear that he was also happy to go back to prison. So now they take soup back there to do little playdates with the with the prisoners, and it's like a really awesome tool that they're using using for rehabilitation. Right now, this is Mac Powell with, and can it be? And can it be that I should gain?
4: and interest in the Savior's blood. Died he for me, who caused his pain, for me, who him to death pursued. Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for His strange design, in vain the first born seraph tries to sound the depths of love divine, tis mercy. Oh. Round to cry
0: That was Mac Powell with And Can It Be. Lawson is about to give us another clue for our mystery quiz that I can't figure out. So, Lawson, see what you got for us.
1: Who am I? I was also called Jerobal, which means let Baal contend with him.
5: You yeah, don't know yeah, what that yeah.
1: is. Yeah. You don't know. Okay, he knew. Yeah, I know that one. Easy, <laughs> easy, easy, easy peasy. So give us a call, 1-800-324-843. No double prizes up for grabs. We'll have more clues coming we'll up. We'll have more. a single
0: prize for you. Mm. And it will be good. It will be amazing. It so uh, get ready to... Or, or call us right now. Or go do some research
1: and then yep. call us. Then do some Bible us. study. Ba- what, what was his name again? Jerab Jerubba. Yeah. All right, Lyle. Yeah. What's going on? Okay, so the
0: hunter... Hunter Valley region averages 10,000, uh, about hospital admissions per year because of obesity.
2: Mm, so I this is a it.
0: massive problem for our region. So we're broadcasting from uh, Newcastle. Mm. And so this is a story that is particularly uh, relevant to the local area, but it is relevant Australia-wide. Um, mm. Over the last 10 years, the rate of obesity has risen from 51% to 54% of the population. Uh, So we are not far behind the United States as being one of the fattest countries in the world Mm -hmm. and paying a very, very heavy health toll as a result of that. Mm. Um, So in the Hunter, of course, uh, it's risen from 55% to 62%. Think about that. 62% of our population right here is obese. And hence, we have these massive uh, figures of people uh, that are being admitted into hospital as a result of that. Of course, obesity is caused by inactivity and poor eating. And so we need to seriously take a long, hard look at what we're eating. And that's why here on Faith FM, we promote a plant-based diet. Mm. Uh, Because plant-based diet is going to cut out, you know, your cardiovascular disease, your diabetes, your cancer, etc. for the most part, uh, provided that you, you know, do a plant-based diet with a little bit of uh, common sense, mm. and you'll be able to be free of those diseases, and that's a really, really awesome thing. Um, so yeah, that's something we're promoting right here, and uh, we, I was just talking to a friend of mine yesterday who has just made the big step to become a vegetarian – my uh, wife loaned her a whole bunch of cook- cooking books or a friend of ours, I should say. Mm. So uh, big shout out to uh, Jess this morning. Go Jess <laughs> with the whole vegetarian thing. <laughs> That's she awesome. talking how she went to the supermarket and was like, now what do I do? <laughs> 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 be a did foreign the first time Classic. around. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, while we're on the subject of health, the National Mental Health uh, Commission Chief. It's a long title. Uh, Christine Morgan has um, stated that the impact of the bushfires on mental health is going to be uh, felt for at least five years Mm. uh, with anxiety, depression and PTSD. And she is welcoming the uh, $76 million that the government has announced for uh, mental health here in Australia right now, which is um, something we're definitely going to be... Needing to use uh, as we deal with the trauma from these bushfires. Mm, It's just been horrific. Mm. Anyway, weather records. We have had a number of weather records that have been tumbling. And
1: over the weekend, another one tumbled. Which one? Guess. Oh, I don't know. The warmest day ever. No, it wasn't the warmest day ever. This one is particular to a state. The warmest day ever in Tasmania.
0: No, it wasn't the warmest day ever in Tasmania. It wasn't the warmest day. <clears throat> it was, it's, not a, it's not a warmest day. What is it? Um, I have no idea. Okay, so the Northern Territory broke their all-time record for the amount of rain to fall in a 24-hour period being over half a metre. Oh, Wow. (laughs) You weren't expecting that record this morning. Man,
1: that would fill up your swimming pool. Just a little bit. Just a
0: tad. Uh, Apparently, the wind wasn't blowing. The rain was just pouring down, and the Northern Territory were just basking in the sound of solid, heavy rain Mm. as over half a metre of rain landed on the Northern Territory. Mm.
1: Which, that's a lot of rain. Is that's, like, that's like a ridiculous amount of rain. That is a ridiculous amount of rain. I mean, if rain.
0: we get four inches in 24 hours here in New South Wales, that's like a massive flood. Yeah.
1: They just had half a meter. Yeah, that's... <laughs> How many inches in half a meter? How many inches are in a meter?
0: Um, I don't know. <laughs> a, Ooh, lot. a lot. Yeah? A lot. So, there's uh, in four inches, there's, what,
1: 100 millimeters? Yes. So, that means... If a thousand millimeters is a meter, then then we're talking. Anyway, numbers. I uh, will <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll have to ask our producer, producer Shell, how many
0: uh, inches are there in half a meter. If you can come back to us with that answer, then uh, we she's will. She's doing able the research. To, she, she's doing the research. She is the mathematician around here. Numbers are things that I don't understand, but uh, she, she will get that sorted for us. I am absolutely sure. Anyway, this is not the record for Australia. This is the record for the Northern Territory? Okay. okay the record for Australia was uh, set in Queensland okay. in 1893, mind you, mm-hmm. where they had 907 millimeters in in 24 hours. That's what does
1: that even look like? Is everything that's a, meter just, that's is a, just, a meter of rain? That's a meter of rain. Everything just underwater at that point, like.
0: Yeah, I mean, just think about how many millimeters are falling, sort of, every hour. Yeah, and where does that water go? I didn't understand how that works. Uh, neither. I oh. just wish I was in the Northern Territory right now,
1: like this is up around Darwin. Yeah. Town just, uh, oh, classic. Mate, I've been up to Darwin. It's like, it's just wild. It's like you're baking in the sun and then all of a sudden it's like raindrops, the sign is the size of like, of my hand just start falling from the sky. <laughs> it's
0: like God is throwing water balloons at you.
1: Yeah. Basically. And then it just, and then it just clears up and it dries up like straight away because it's so hot. So yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. That's awesome.
0: Anyway, half. How many inches in half a meter? If you know the answer, then I uh, know oh, we, we're working on it. We're working on it. We're getting there. We're getting there. All right. Okay. So uh, celebrities that have been helping us out here in uh, Australia with the bushfires, uh, Bette Midler has, um, is, is tipping in half a million, and Ricky Ponting and Shane Warne are launching a charity cricket match. They're getting back out on the field, mm. back out on the paddock, uh, February 8th they're going to be doing that so uh, these are all good things to support that place yeah, wow. in our world right now
1: yeah man the fundraising effort has just been huge we're talking a little bit we were talking last week about Celeste Barber and we're like oh she's raised like she's raised 7 like, million dollars. dollars and then the week after the, 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 the day after it was like 50 million dollars or yeah, something or other yeah it's like f- at 50 million dollars now or maybe even more
0: or oh, 30 million and then
1: went to 50 yeah
0: so that's wild. That is wild.
1: That is crazy. Okay, so there's 19.6 inches in half a meter. That is 19, <laughs> it's like 20 inches in 24 hours. Basically, it's wild. That is so <laughs> it's a ridiculous amount of water. <laughs> oh, rough wow.
0: Gig. Anyway, uh, we've got time for this one. Fuller Theological Seminary is in a bit of a scrap. They expelled two students because they had violated uh, their uh, standards of um, sexuality because they were same-sex married. Mm -hmm. Um, They're now being sued. Um, which is interesting. This is a non-denominational seminary, so you don't have to ascribe to a particular set of theological beliefs to be a part of mm. or to be a student at this ceremony. And uh, but this is but this is in violation of their sexual standards statements statements of Fuller. Mm. Um, but what is interesting is that um, those standards they don't. Or they prohibit premarital sex, extramarital sex, homosexual sex um, as being inconsistent with Scripture. But there's a loophole there because there's nothing that prohibits a same-sex relationship Mm. or a civil union. Mm. So they're being sued. It's going to be very interesting to see how this goes in the United States, particularly from the standpoint of religious liberty and civil liberty and so forth. Mm. uh, Because it's going to set the standard for the entire country. Yeah. Uh, for, by these two two students that have been booted out, um, yeah, lots of uh, implications there. The, it is they do accept um, people who identify as LGBT plus mm. as students, and there is an LGBT plus um, organisation on campus.
2: Mm.
0: So yeah, they've sort of found a. I, I think they're going to be in a uh, bit of difficulty here yeah. being able to uphold this one. Mm. Anyway, stay tuned on that one. Let's see where it goes. Uh, this is Alison Brook with Fools on Horseback. You're listening to The Breakfast Show.
3: night's debate the issues pressing as of late who's your favorite candidate which front man will prevail to be quite honest i've no king and there's no system functioning that prove so much as anything, these suits can only. joke interpreted by common folk to mean quite something else but that's the way of politics it's not so much the truth that sticks but getting just a few more clicks in those or power so
0: It's Alison Brook with Fools on Horseback. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM.
1: And
0: Lawson has next clue for our quiz.
1: Yes, I do. Okay, who am I? The angel of the Lord told me to deliver the Israelites out of the hand of Midian. Who might that be? If you know, give us a call. 1-800-324-843 and you'll win a prize completely. free there you go
0: all right joining us on the phone this morning is a bit of a legendary bible worker and um school chaplain somebody who tried to um trick me the first time that i met him moses
5: welcome to the show uh, thank you so much, Law. Um, it's good to be in your radio show this morning.
0: That's fantastic. So, the very first time I met Moses, I was um, I was teaching class up at Arise, and of course, he introduced himself as Muhammad, not Moses. And um, you know, he kind of looked apart. I just sort of thought, well, you know, that kind of works, doesn't it? So, uh, yeah, Moses, tell us a little bit about yourself. What 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 kind of a background do you actually come from? Because you don't come from the Middle East. Where does your family originate from?
5: Yeah, um, good question. Um, so um, the story of Mohammed actually goes, um, I used to work in a forklift or like a warehousing and I told my name for weeks. My name was Moses. And for some reason, the um the owner, the CEO of the company for a week straight called me Mohammed. And the whole <laughs> company started to laugh. And I just, it was like inside inside joke until one of the colleagues told him, hey, I don't think his name is Muhammad. I think his name is Moses. And then one day during lunch, he just started to apologize and says, oh, look, man, even though he, um, I, I, I miscommunicated with you and um, I had Muhammad I know his brother, and we started to both And then ever since, um, as like my, my my fake name, Mohamed. <laughs> Pseudonym. <laughs> but um, okay, it, eh? makes sense. it makes sense because I'm, I was brought up in um, Western Sydney and um, I probably, um, listeners can tell, got a, a funny accent on um, <laughs> But I have no resemblance to the Middle East. My parents are from um, El Salvador. They were born and raised there, and in, in the early 1980s, so, um, they moved into Sydney um, for, um, you know, safety reasons. So I was born and raised in Sydney. My both parents are from El Salvador, which is um, in Central America, just underneath Mexico and Guatemala. So that's a bit about my heritage there for you. So wow. uh,
0: Mohammed with a. Uh with a Spanish last name, Hidalgo. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, Moses, I just have to, uh, to ask this question because, uh, obviously, growing up in Western Sydney, did you hang around with a lot of uh, Middle Eastern friends?
5: Absolutely, my best friends are uh, Middle Eastern. Um, it's not because um, they were the only pick. does um, he have, um, Vietnamese, there's a lot of Vietnamese, there's a lot of Italians, a lot of Europeans. Mm-hmm. But I just find the um the Middle Eastern people the most lawyer people. So um That's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah so Traded in the rice and beans for the for the hummus. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: so um so Lawson you, you, you came across um Moses at uh, a, a pivotal point in your life as oh, well. Oh yeah.
1: Moses is one of like the first Adventists that I ever met. Um and he was, you know, part of this group uh called Seeds Newcastle that was like one of the first churches that I ever went to. And so yeah, back in the day it was like I, I was, you know, I was seventeen, hanging out with these people, you know, becoming interested in Christianity. And yeah, this like um South American Leb guy was just like you know, hanging out, and I thought it was cool because he was just funny, <laughs> and he had a funny accent, but yeah, mate, me and Moses, he, he is a legend, as you said, oh, absolutely, he, he gets around.
0: Okay, so uh, Moses, you've had an interesting uh, journey over the last few years, from uh, Western Sydney to Kingscliff, Arise, back down to Seeds in Newcastle, now you're in the nation's capital, um, affecting the future policy of Australia by yes. educating young people. Um, tell us a little bit about this journey. How does this journey begin? Were your parents when you know when they moved to Australia? Do you come from a Christian home? What what's the what, what's the background there?
5: Oh uh, man, it's um, that's a good question. It's a bit confusing, but <clears throat> it, it goes like my my mum and dad met in Australia and they never met in the, the home country. Uh, my dad was born and raised Adventist. Um, he was second generation. My mum, the other hand, she was um. Most of her life just Christian, but not practicing. And um, she kind of practiced when she met my dad. And you could basically say my mom was Pentecostal um, up, upbringing. And um, when I was born, my dad decided to leave the church. And um, I usually carry church on special occasions. And I don't remember vaguely much about church when I was a young kid. But during the... Teenage years, um, um, I went to a thing called Pathfinders. Uh, obviously, you all know what Pathfinder is. Um, kind, so of like, I,
0: kind of like Scouts.
5: Yeah, exactly right. So I was there. That's how I kind of got introduced in the church in a sense, like in a community sense. But um, I kind of hit the rails um, in my early teens. I decided to do my own thing. Um, and... Um, 2009 year eight year nine roughly that's when my parents started to start a split and i decided to live my with my dad and basically just basically just trying to find my feet in, in society just um lied to my parents um going out um sneaked out of the house and that's kind of my life until the end of high school years and basically um uh hit a dead road at the age of seventeen, kind of similar to Lawson, fell in depression, was suicidal. Mm. Um, I didn't like myself, I don't like who I was. Um uh, things weren't going right for me. Um bad ATA, lost all my friends, lost all trust in my friends and everything just went downhill and I said, What's what's the point of living? Mm. And then um I was so scared because my idea was to borrow mom's car, she had a nice Commodore, and I was just to take it for a spin and hit a tree and that was, the, that was my idea and I got really scared and I just lost all help in life and then um, just that one small voice that says hey, pray to Jesus so I went on my knee, I car my, on my bed I started to cry my eyes out and I said, Jesus, if you're real help me um, and the wave of peace just went into my heart and it was supernatural. I don't know what was going on. And I felt something to tell me to read the book, Patriarchs and Prophets. Now, going back to my dad, he was an adventist. And, um, you know, he was um, a bit of an alcoholic. And when he spent with my mom, he was going on his own journey to find God. And he gave me those all his stacks of books, These amazing um, conflict series. you got Desire of Ages, Patriarchs and Prophets, um, Prophets and Kings, um, Great Controversy, um, the Acts of the Apostles and I said, Man, these books are old, it's not relevant And I asked my dad this one question, he goes, You preach about this God is love, um, why did he permit it sin? And he just couldn't answer it. And the time when I was falling apart, um I picked up the book, Patrick's of Prophets and guess what's the first chapter? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: why God permitted sin. Uh-huh. Why so, did there, God there's your answer
5: sin? right there. So I ever since then I was mind blown and um, I just keep seeing miracles left, right and center. Um, and I know God is real and um and I'll try that for anyone, even the verge of suicide and depression, just give that prayer and he'll hundred percent give you the direction and the peace that you need in your life. Mm. And um basically say so, um yeah, so at age of eighteen, um, I decided to say you know what, um I'm going to give my life to Jesus. I'm going to give it a shot, but I am still in the, in the road of, the, of recovery. I am still depressed. I had high anxiety. I didn't take no medication. I didn't talk no one about it. I just relied on YouTube. Um, YouTube was basically my pastor. I just tapped in Bible questions. Um, who's Jesus? Why do we go to church? What is sin? Uh, what's temptation? Who's the devil? And, the first things that popped up on YouTube was Doug Bachelors' um, um, YouTube series of um, Amazing Facts.
2: Mm.
5: And I was like, who is this guy? He is such a phenomenal guy to answer my questions. And long and behold, I ran to Save the Adventist a city. Um, and I could not run away from the church. And um, I think on 2015, when I was 18, 19, 19, like, 19, I, I gave my life to Christ, I got baptised in my local church, um, and when I got baptised I decided to go to Rise, not because of my choice, my youth pastor saw the fire in me and I said, oh, look man, I don't need to go to this Bible college thing, I just need my YouTube and my Bible and I'm ready to go because I will just... <laughs> I was just bringing people left, right, the center to church, man, old, young. And I was giving Bible studies um, to, to families. And I could show you that briefly, um, like um, amazing miracles and stuff that happened in my life in a young age. But, um, yeah, so age of 19, I decided to get a rise. Um, it was so far one of the greatest choices I've ever made, no regrets. I made, basically, I met the community that I needed. Um, hmm. I didn't have the support. I didn't met the people that had the same mindset and vision as me. Same people's lives, discipling in Bible, you know, um, studies. And so after Rise, like you said, um, um, I got picked up in Newcastle, worked for Seeds. I did that for six months for the Rice Practicum at that time, but it's called Rise for Life. And, um, I met very interesting people, Joseph and Camilla. Um, shout out to them and their ministries. And um and bumped yeah
0: I'm bumped into Lawson of
5: course. Yeah, bumped into Lawson. Um <laughs> I remember that day, that Christopher Cleanman we had the um rooftop uh Qatar was shoots. Yeah, yeah bro rag right grill. grilled. Grilled, that's where it's at. That's where it's at. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, cool. Yeah, um, Lawson was a bit of like he was just a, a a bundle of light and joy at um at Newcastle because um you know like I I sense Lawson he didn't talk too much to me about his struggles but but I can see where he was coming from and um I try to cheer him up as much as I can. Yeah. And after that, um I, I had a calling to go to um to get to Avondale College to study chaplaincy. It didn't work out well. And then I got picked up at um Canberra, and that's where I'm at now.
0: So, what exactly are you doing in Canberra right now?
5: Oh, um, so I I was by working for a church, and I was volunteering as a chaplain for a Canberra Christian School. Um, this year, um, I am a chaplain. Um, at Kama um, Christian School. At the same time, studying my diploma in um, scurry, um school age development. Um, so basically working as well after school care of kids. And um, yeah, um, so it's just a bilingual thing, I guess, just working in school, teaching kids, um, looking after them and teaching the Bible with them. And, so and,
0: and, and what inspires you about working with young people?
5: Uh, it's just there's so much... Um, energy and this they're so forgiving and I just uh it just, yeah just it, it just helps me to understand life is too short you know to, to to take for granted so I look at these kids and there's so much potential and I just want them the best start for the you know for the for the future and that's what i that's my passion for kids
0: how would you compare doing you know your standard bible worker kind of job as compared to
5: chaplaincy? Um, so it's a fair bit of difference um, because uh, I love teaching so I ask uh, the principal if I'm permitted to teach in classes and there's more a bit of planning and um, try to make the Bible more simpler, uh, simple more interesting um, and make it more vivid uh, and in Bible working you just tell scriptures and you tell them promises of God and you tell them how big and how loving and how caring he is and the Bible is such a human book, and I just try to cater the people's um, uh, situations or issues to the Bible because everything you need in life is in the Bible. Um, so that's the two difference. I just it's more predominantly um, showing how wonderful God is, how big He is, how real He is, and He's not just an old guy just sitting in the clouds. He's just here re- relevant for our lives today. Mm.
0: The kids that you're teaching, are these kids that come from a Christian background or all kinds of backgrounds?
5: That's a good question. I uh, Look, Cambridge Christian School is, a, is an Adventist school, but predominantly it's all uh, multicultural. Predominantly it's actually Bhutan kids, um, international kids. Parents come here to study, and there's so much evangelism to be done here at Canberra Christian School.
0: And Chris, kids that are coming from a non-Christian background, how do they respond when they hear the
5: gospel message? Uh, it's you, you think it's a challenge, but it, they love it. It's addictive. They come to me after lunch and goes, Look, Pastor Moses, my mom bought me a Bible I'm reading the I'm reading about Job, the story you tell my mom, or the story of Noah. Um, they they um they love it, they throw on it. Um they go to libraries, they buy they borrow the um the, the children's bible, um, pictured Bibles and it's just uh it just um boosts up my faith. Um, because we hear about the story of Daniel, like, yeah, yeah, we know the prophecies there. Oh, yeah, we know the story about Jonah. But when you tell these kids it comes alive to you because they, they know it's real and they're so, um, I, I guess, they so love the story so much. They just want to retell it to the family and, and it's amazing because they're doing the outreach. They don't even know what they're evangelizing to the families as well. Yeah. Um, No, that's
0: That's fantastic. Uh, Moses, thank you so much for joining us on uh, Faith FM this morning on The Breakfast Show. Um, Really appreciate your time. We're going to have to move on with the show, but um, great to hear about the work that you're doing and the way that God is working in your life. And if you are ever going through an experience, you feel like that uh, you're going through what Moses went through, then as Mm. Moses said, just turn to Jesus because he will never let you down. Amen. We're going to be back uh, after a couple of songs. No, yes, a couple of songs, and um, we'll be back with Encounter with God soon.
6: Blood of Jesus, it is like the widow's one It's enough to pay the price to set you free. He can fill up every jar and every heart that ever beat. When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need. When it's all you have, it's all you. It is like the leper's river Running humble with a power you cannot see Seven times go under Let the water wash you clean Only go down to the Jordan and believe Only go down in the Jordan
1: Are you looking for a way to turn your life experience into an enriching gift for helping those around you? A counselling degree at Avondale College of Higher Education could provide you a great foundation to assist others through life's difficulties. Study in a personalised environment alongside a fantastic support network and community on our Lake Macquarie campus. Apply to study counselling today at counselling.avondale.edu.au. It's higher education designed for life.
2: You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
7: I'm thankful God hasn't let me go Cause I've let Him go many times He keeps amazing me With how he's changing me I'm holding on this time And I keep on telling myself Don't dig up what you've sowed in faith Don't give up what won't be replaced Your life means more than you would ever know Don't waste it now Let him anchor your soul your soul your soul your soul soul. I'm thankful God hasn't let me go Cause I've let him go Keeps amazing me with how he's changing me. I'm holding on this time and through the valley, through the deep when the ocean's crashing in, I will trust, I will lean on the one who calms the sea. So remind me. Don't dig up what you sowed in fake. Don't give up, what won't be More than Tell me to breathe and let you anchor my soul, my soul, my soul, my soul. soul. So don't dig up what you've sold in faith.